Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Often the disciples remembered facts, but missed the revelation of who Jesus was. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are helping believers live out kingdom truth in the context of the culture and their local church. Hey, we're in Mark 8 today. Portraits of Jesus, pictures of Jesus. And I'm going to read one verse to start, Mark 8, 22. And it says, And they came to Bethesda, and they brought a blind man to Jesus and implored him to touch him. Now, this is the guy that Jesus is going to spit in his face. He's going to spit in his eyes, okay? Uh And this is the only progressive miracle that is recorded in Jesus' ministry, where he laid hands on somebody, they didn't fully recover, he laid hands on them again, and then they began to gradually, but yet consecutively, immediately recover. So we see the full manifestation of the miracle. And there are a lot of things in play here. And just the background, you know, one of the things that I've really kind of appreciated or absorbed as we've been doing this study, just reading the Gospel of Mark really slow and considering small nuances that are there, one of the things I've walked away with, I mean, I knew intellectually, but just how exhausted Jesus was just how exhausted the disciples were, just how demanding the crowd was. I mean, we see that, you know, going into this, he just spent three days with a crowd of thousands of people and there was nothing to eat for three days. And he finally fed them so they could go away because they didn't even have the strength to go away. Uh, and and we just see this, this happening a lot. And so, Understanding that as you get to this story, this historical recording of this man's healing helps us, at least helps me, to understand what might be in play. Because there's definitely some things in play here. Why did Jesus spit on this guy's eyes? Number one, it says they brought him to him. It doesn't say who they was. I tend to think it wasn't the disciples because the disciples really weren't doing much of that. Okay, they were not bringing people to Jesus. Uh, If anything, they were trying to do crowd control most of the time. So I don't know that it was them. Uh, It may have been some pharisaical group, because if you go up to verse 11, and the Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, speaking uh, against him or seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And, and here's Jesus' response, sighing deeply. We've all done that. Like, <sighs> like it's a sign of disgust. It's a sign of frustration, right? Some of you are laughing right now because you're thinking, oh my goodness, I do that. Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation look for a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And then it says he left that area and took the boat across and went to another area, and then they brought this guy to him. Now, in between, while they're in the boat leaving, 
the disciples the, the disciples discover that they have not packed any food or any bread, as it says. Okay, bread was a common term for any kind of food. We don't have any bread with us. And Jesus kind of like gets frustrated with them a little bit, okay? Uh, and he says in verse 18, having eyes do you not see and having ears do you not hear and do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? And how many baskets full of broken pieces you picked up? And they said to him, 12. And then he said, and I broke the seven for the 4,000. And how many large baskets full of broken pieces you pick up? And they said to him, seven. So they clearly remember the facts. And it's interesting that these facts are recorded that they're separate. Okay. But they don't get a revelation that now they need food and they don't seem to make the connection that Jesus is the literally the bread of life, okay? So there are some people that have proposed this idea that because there was spiritual blindness in the disciples about the miracles of Jesus, that when he heals this guy progressively but ultimately, that he's giving them a sign of having their eyes open or partially seen, because this fellow, as we're going to see, he partially saw. Let's get to that, okay? Let's go back to Mark 8, 23. Taking the blind man by the hand, he brought him out of the village. Okay, now stop right there. He brought him out of the village. Why did he do that? Well, there could be several reasons he did it. Uh, number one, he had compassion on the guy. So even though he was probably exhausted and somebody brought him to him, uh, he had compassion on him. Uh, number two, maybe because some of these sign seekers were still around, Jesus was not going to bow to them and do a miracle that they thought was done for their uh, entertainment. That is a great possibility. Uh, and, and the third one, you know, could be very real, I tend to lean in this direction, that they were so tired that he just did not want a miracle happening where there would be a throng of people that would again press him because that's just what they just left. So, you know, there's a lot in play here. This is a, a three-dimensional thing that is going on here, and there's a lot to be absorbed None of it we can say adamantly, but all these things we can consider that is going on. But he takes him out of the village, and after spitting on his eyes, and it, the word is spit, there's another way to translate it, comes from the word excrement, I mean, it's, it's spit, okay? Uh, he spit on his eyes, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a healing rag that was moistened with holy water, okay? He spit on his eyes. And laying his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see men. I see them as trees walking around. He saw an outline of them. And again, he laid hands on his eyes and he looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. And he sent him to his home saying, don't enter the village. Well, that's why I kind of lean in that direction that... Jesus was just exhausted 
and didn't want this guy running back into town saying, hey, look what the master just did. He said, just don't go to your village right now. He, he wanted a little separation. After all, that's why they were there. They didn't go into a large city. Now, let's come back to the spit. There actually is some documentation of this ancient period of time where there were certain holistic healers that suggested that body fluids, especially spit, had healing properties. There have been Bible interpreters that have suggested that maybe this man came from one of those orientations, because obviously Jesus would know anything and everything about somebody. So maybe this guy had even spit on somebody else's eyes. I mean, who knows? This is, we're in total conjecture here. But I'm just saying that there is a background story of people's eyes being spat on to receive healing. Maybe this helped build the guy's faith somehow. Because obviously he is the guy that does not get healed on the first round, but Jesus lays hands on him again. So there's something in play, and I would suggest this, that those who are around it, whoever the they were that brought him, understood the significance of the spittle in his face, but we don't have a commentary from them. We just have the result of what happened. But here we do see Jesus move with compassion walks out of the village with this guy. That's an inconvenience at best, all right? I mean, he he takes a guy to the village where there's nobody walking around, following him. There's no crowds. Uh, undoubtedly, the disciples were there, and whoever they were that brought him were there, probably a small group of people, and then says, don't go into the village. I don't know that there's anything significant that we can learn or certainly that we can copy uh, spitting into people's eyes or face to get them healed. I'll say this to you. Uh, if you're going to spit in somebody's eyes, they better get healed. Okay. It better happen if you're going to do that. Uh, so this is just insight into some of the details of Jesus' ministry, where he took a lot of different things into consideration. And there's no doubt in my mind that there was some significant consideration that caused him to spit in that man's face. I don't know what that was. We, we've took a stab at kind of considering some of it. But the big thing we walk away with here is Jesus' intentions with one individual person and unique circumstances of that moment, not just in Jesus' life, but in the life of this man who needed to be healed and who did get healed in Jesus' name. So here we see the Lord at work. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context, just encouraging you to dig into the Word and look for the details in Jesus' life. When Jesus walked on the earth, he considered everything going on. Even him using spit to heal a blind man was intentional. Everything Jesus did was not just for the moment, like healing a blind man or feeding the 5,000, but it was also a bigger picture of who he was. 
Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.